0: Welcome to the God Man Podcast, where we discuss navigating through life as a man devoted to God, specifically young men. I am Mike.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Rock.
0: In today's episode, we will be talking about watching what you put into your spirits. So, I feel that this is a very important topic because what you put in is what you're going to get out of anything in life, but especially when it comes to what you're putting into yourself. Uh, A lot of people nowadays will talk about, you know, energies and whatnot. And if you put negative energy in yourself, you're going to become a negative person. And it's the same concept as that, um, except, you know, we don't really come at it with a, from an energy perspective as, you know, men of God. So I really feel like it is important to watch what you put into your spirit and watch what enters into your mind and into your heart, because what you put in is what you're going to ultimately get out. And just, um, this is like it says in, uh, like it says in a word, you know, so, so I'm paraphrasing right now. Um, but what a man think is so, so is, so he is paraphrasing that scripture right now, guys, off the top of my head, that's not what that was not planned to be put in here, but (laughs) it's the same concept, which, what, what is in your spirit, what's in your mind, what you think is what you are. And what influences what you think or what you feel is the things you're allowing to enter into your spirit. Cause you could have all the greatest intentions ever, but if you start polluting your spirit with trash, that's what you're gonna get out. You reap what you sow.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a hundred percent. Um, and one thing is as we do as we do these type of things, sometimes we don't know what we're doing it. We just think like this is regular, this is normal, but then you realize how when you, which puts out your spirit, you start to produce habits that are bad fruit, and like once you see the consequences and seeing the actions that happens behind that, that's when you start to evaluate. Well, you will have to evaluate. But wait, evaluate. I'm messing up all my words today. You have to evaluate on what has to change, and that really starts with what are you consuming? What's taking your ear? What am i indulging too much in? And just like how piggyback of what Mike says, like what you put in, that's what you put out. Don't
0: worry Actually, about the you... fumbling of your words, bro, because I was doing that. I, I even did that this morning. I had to lead praise at work, church this morning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you would not believe, if you went back and watched it right now, you'd see <laughs> so much of me fumbling over words when I started exhorting. Like,. Mm-hmm. Give God praise. He deserves your praise. I'm talking about like, bro, I sounded like I was so I was so tongue-tied. I sounded like I didn't know what was going on. And eventually, one of the times I was doing it, I just went and started praying in the spirit. I was just praying in the spirit because I was like, I don't know what's going on, but my tongue is not, it's not cooperating right now. So clearly, I need to pray in the spirit. But one thing right, I just sure. want everyone to keep in mind right now as we go through this is... Why it's important to why it's important to be careful what you put in your spirit. Like I said, your what you put in affects your heart and it affects your mind. And, you know, in Proverbs 4 and 23, it tells you to keep your heart with all diligence to protect it because out of it are all the issues of life. For
2: sure.
0: So if you're sitting there and you might you might want to do God's work, but if you're allowing pollutants to come in and and change your heart what you want your what your desires would be are going to end up changing because that's what you're putting into it right now is those things
1: Mm -hmm, definitely for sure and definitely um one thing about the heart is like the heart is definitely the heart is fragile so it's like you and also i think I think it says it's in the word, I think, but like them desires has always been in there. But it's like you're acting upon that. Sometimes, well, I mean, sometimes acting on the heart is the most dangerous thing a man can do because most of the times your heart won't lead you in the right directions because it's full of deceit. It's full of lust. So I apologize.
0: I don't know what that was, but that was very entertaining. I'm not cutting it out. (laughs) <laughs>
1: sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry fellas that was my um that's my notifications on my phone i really thought i pressed um like do not disturb on it but it's all good but anyways to move forward yeah um like the heart has deceitful things that's where lust resides that's where envy um relies that's where like the most dark things that we have it starts off within the heart so if we tend to follow our heart and do things that we think is amusing, it will lead us down, um, a a dark road. Like it's definitely not a good picture to do. So yeah, definitely make sure that what you're doing is based off of if you're leading by the spirit and not leading by your heart, because it will deceive you.
0: Definitely. So like Rodney, do you have, what experiences can you talk about that relate to this topic and what, like what experiences you have with, what you put in and what you got out. I mean, give me a positive and a negative.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going to do the negative first because I feel like a lot of people can relate to the dark things first because um, I just want to be open, That's to sad. and sad, transparent. Well, no, nah, it's really true. So, you know, most people do relate to, because people always talk about the good, but they never talk about the bad. So when you don't talk about the bad, people won't know, like, oh, I'm dealing with this. So... You know, that's just my philosophy, but you know We can nip that in the bud
0: We could go into the psychology of that pessimism later But alright <laughs> So
1: anyway um, I think for me It was always relationships Like on a romantic level Like, okay, well not even on a romantic level For me, I have a good heart And so it's like I was once, the way how I feel I'm filled of joy, light, peace and happiness And I won't go out of my way to make sure Other people feel that way even in the relationship, romantic at this point, I fell short with that. Um, like I said, every girl who I encountered, guys, I was I was a guy. If you ever, everybody ever seen how I met your mother, I was always Ted Mosby. Um, Ted
0: Mosby. <laughs> oh my god, that's
1: accurate. <laughs> like, like for real, I'm Ted.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, you were Ted.
1: <laughs> um, I was Ted. Like every girl, I was like, oh she she could be the one, oh she could be the one. But then it's like that was just me, just. It was my heart, like I felt okay, we vibe well. Okay, I felt she may be the one. Okay, I felt we clicking good. But then it was, I was following my heart and not the spirit. I wasn't following what God was was telling me. Like I just looked at the physical and it felt right. And most of the times at a heart, we activate out of emotions. And that's how we end up getting in these situations or entanglements in these situationships where we follow our heart and we think is the best thing, but then it ends up leaving us more damaged and broken. So that was a moment where it's just like I was really allowing my Well, you know, they would say, you know, you know, just follow your heart and you know everything will come true. No, that's that's false. That's that's Disney fairy tale made up stuff. Um, so that was a moment when I followed my heart and allowed for that to get into my spirit and I just denied everything that God was telling me. And and guys, this is a still ongoing process for me. So don't think I'm healed and like, I still don't have these thoughts. No, the thoughts are still there. The thoughts are still there, but I'm now I'm more vigilant, and I do a check-in with God to make sure if what I'm witnessing is this lining up with His Word or is it lining up His will for me. Now to go with the the good things about um, what was the good thing that you wanted to know about, Mike
0: An experience. <laughs> Oh my goodness, not paying attention to talking points or forgetting.
1: No, I it, I do. It's just like, you know... The good ramble, thing about...
0: Like, the good thing about... Yeah, next time I'll just cut you off rudely. Uh, your experience is related to uh, what you're putting into your spirit. So okay. one good thing about that. Okay,
1: Um. definitely when it comes to good things, I definitely... The things I know that's great about Rodney, I literally verbalize that to myself i look in the mirror i speak life over myself i say hey i'm a masterpiece hey i'm love i'm light i'm peace i'm joy um you know say said just affirming that what god says about me i have to renew my mind and tell myself so it can be anchored in my spirit anchored in my heart just so when i know the truth versus for what I think, if that makes any sense. It's like, it's being more anchored in what God says about me instead of just listening to the flesh and what my darkest desires want. one. And, um, and like I said, just talking about my talents, like, you know, I'm gifted, I'm anointed, like, I'm a great writer, I'm a great actor, I'm a great friend. Just speaking the positive things about myself, because the more you recite, the more I recite myself, the more, oh my gosh, something's going on, Mike. So the more I recited that to myself, the better I felt, and I gave off positive energy and love towards other people around me. And I think like this relates to to the Bible, uh, one of the greatest commandments. When, when they say no, love the Lord your God, but as equally important, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I can't love my neighbor not till number one, I love God, and number two, I have to love myself, because I can't give something to someone I've never experienced so i had to love myself so i can give that love and let it overflow to other people so that's one of the positive things that i've done personally and it produces tremendous results
0: just to get on a little side note right there what you said was great about you can't love your neighbor until you love yourself because truly you can't love yourself until you love God and you can't love God. If you don't love yourself, see those what folks understand about those two being those two are really intertwined even deeper than people realize because when Jesus went up, he sent the Holy spirit down to reside in us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that means you have God in you. So you can't hate yourself and love God. If you have God in you, because if you hate yourself, that means you're hating what's in you too. And if Mm -hmm. you hate yourself, that means you're hating what God has created and what God has spoken over you and the will he has for you. So you have to love yourself as you really, you got to love yourself as you got to love yourself because you love God. So Mm -hmm. when it says love your neighbor as you love yourself, bro, you could really take that a step further and say love yourself as God loves you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Love your neighbor as God loves you.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. I'm no, it's don't, just, don't my here. little side tangent right there yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer do, uh, this I'll experience do. thing next um, as far as the negative how I can say I experienced watching not watching what I put into my spirit and watching what I got out was so I'm a big I'm a big anime guy and not just actual anime guys like cartoons and stuff like that too he ain't lying yeah so, well, I mean, mo- a lot of guys like anime now. And girls, too, bro. It's new age. Step into it. So, I'll watch a lot of anime and stuff like that. And, like, older, more mature cartoons, like Invincible, stuff like that, whatever. I used to have a problem with anime because I used to love watching the etchy stuff. And anyone that knows the etchy category, it's um, it's perversion. That's all it is. It's just a, it's just a bunch of fan service and perversion. And... I used to enjoy it because I was like, oh, I love the fan service. And it's also usually kind of funny or, you know, having that rolled into action or whatever and just seeing some, you know, I mean, Um, the problem is and what I noticed in my life is while I was watching all of that and being heavy and watching it because I just enjoyed it and watching stuff like that and watching shows that had a lot of sexual content in them, it changed the way I thought and to change my desires, I was always looking for sex. Always. But then, in reverse, when I cut that stuff out and said, All right, I'm not watching any more edgy anime. I'm not watching any more shows that have sex in them. Like, when I saw Power and I started that and it was like episode one or whatever, and I saw her, like, oh, saw man. titties and all that, I was like, Yep, that's gotta go.
2: <laughs>
0: Game of Thrones got lucky because they came during that transition and by the time they stopped showing sex and everything was when i had stopped watching stuff like that um but everything i watch now like i'm careful not to watch things that are very that are very lustful and will bring that kind of stuff on because it changes your desires it changes your heart it changes what you're looking for so i had to cut those things out and i encourage a lot of people like watch what you watch and put in like that because it will do that. And so we can go straight into watching, be careful of what you listen to or what you watch putting into your spirit. Because uh, again, like what you put in is what you're going to inevitably get out and like in the book of Psalms and one-on-one and three, you know, David was taught the Psalms was talking to God and it was saying, I won't set my eyes before anything that is worthless. And I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. But I really sit in that first part where he says, I'm not going to set my eyes on anything worthless. He's making a concerted effort at that point to be careful of what he watches and what he allows to enter into his spirit through his eyes. Because he understood that these things aren't of God. And because these things aren't of God, like I can't let them be in me because if they're in me, then I'm going to have things that are not of God dwelling inside of me. And so it's real important that we do that. And then, you know, and, um, and I'm just gonna get the scriptures out the way right now, cause in Matthew 22 and th- 23, Jesus, Jesus said that the, the eye of the lamp, the eye is the lamp of your body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body is going to be full of light but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So y'all got to be careful what you watch. And that's basically both of those scriptures are saying is you got to be careful of what you see and what you watch, because the eye people say it all the time. The eye is the gateway to the soul. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What your eye sees is directly directly impacts in you on a, your spirit on that level on a spiritual level. So if you're sitting there watching a bunch of, you know, if you're, if, if let's say, let's say the Saw franchise, I'm gonna get real crazy for a second, right? Make a plane. Let's say you, you enjoy watching the saw movies because you enjoy watching all the different horrific ways people get tortured and killed. And if if this is you, please please listen to this. Um, if your spirit is okay with that, and this is something you enjoy, then that has been locked into your spirit, and that's a desire of yours now. And now that's in your heart. But you got to watch what you put into your spirit. Even David. So let's use David for an example.
1: From the, David from the
0: Bible. Yeah. From the yeah from the Bible if david king david who was supposed to have been at war at one time saw a woman bathing on the roof she was bathing and because he saw with his eye his heart desired to have her and he went and committed the sin and had sex with her and got her pregnant and for anyone that doesn't know he she was married um He went and slept with Bathsheba because he saw her and he what entered into his eyes if he allowed it to affect his heart. So we gotta be careful with how we look at things. For example like fellas, I know all of us out here like to look at women as sundress season right now, you know what I mean? Sundress season,
1: sundress season, man. Let's go. But we can't sit We
0: can't sit there and just dwell and just be staring at all those yams that are in them beautiful sundresses because that's gonna change, but That 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 lust creeps into your heart because of what your eye, what you're allowing to enter into your eyes. And I'm not saying like, oh, you got to be blindfolded when you leave out your house. I'm saying, I right, well, you saw it, cool. But you know when it enters in, is when you got to do a double take. You got to start rubbernecking and you got to start staring at it.
1: I was gonna say that it's that second look, Mike. That's that, it's that second know, like look, look contr- that gets you. Yeah. Yeah, I like, you can't control when they walk by the first time, but th- that second time, if you turn your head and you, like you said, that negra, man, it's, it's it's a dead giveaway. You're actually, you're feeding it now.
0: Yeah, you're choosing to feed it. Like, you can't mm-hmm. control when you see it the first time, but you can control your sustained look, Your the sustaining that, mm-hmm. that looking period. You can control if you decide to turn around and go look at it again. You can control if you're inside the store. And I'm only saying this from experience because, yo, when I was out, I did this once. I well, I'm going to adjust my shopping route so I can keep seeing this lady because, man, she's built. Right? Yeah. So you can control those things. And when you make the conscious choice to go that route to put that into your spirit, you're feeding it. And when you start feeding that, that's what starts to grow on the inside of you. And then later down the line, you wonder, why do I have a problem with sex? And why do I have a problem with pornography and all this? Because it started off with you feeding things that you saw like that. And now it's going to gradually evolve and grow because it's not going to stay at the same level. It's always going to want more. Mm
1: hmm. And for me, um, I'm gonna piggyback off what you said. Um, it, it's a lot that you were mentioning as you were um, speaking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on the lust part. Then I'm gonna piggyback off of um, David because it was something that you said. It was so profound. So, fellas, I want you to realize it's like you know we're we're human. You know we're men. You know we got t- testosterone. You know. All, everything is built everything's good You know You're on Instagram You know Things are looking right And you, you want to double tap I'm not talking about the screen either But What I'm saying is That There's nothing wrong with Feeling lust I would say that Because sometimes We knock ourselves so much Because we feel something Like There's nothing wrong with having the desire of it Because We're all sexual beings And it's like It's not your fault That's there God made it that, that way, it's have.
0: natural
1: It's natural, for sure, for sure So there's nothing wrong with feeling it But when you act on it That's when it's bad And that's something I just want to clarify Just make sure, like, nobody felt Bad about themselves Because if they want to do right But then they feel like, oh, I got these feelings And you know, I got my wife, but I'm looking at the girl At work, at the water cooler Or I'm on Instagram, I see this girl So I kind of want to slide in her DMs a little bit Like, there's nothing wrong with feeling it because at the end of the day, we're, we're all going to be human. I, I And look, and Mike, this was like, like today. Like I had the desire to go to Taco Bell, but then Mike said, no, Rodney, don't do that because that's going to be bad for you when you take that in. So even though I had a desire, that craving, something that I wanted, but because I have someone who's held me accountable and knows what I'm trying to go towards in purpose, he said, no, 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 you can't have that. That's, that's not good for
0: you. Man, I told you to be a better example for me. That's, <laughs> that was purely hey, selfish.
1: See that? See, I, I, I threw up the alley oop for myself, and you just came in and just blocked it out of my hand. But
0: no, I'm not blocking out your hand. I'm just saying, don't. Like don't this. Let's not put me on the pedestal for that one because I clearly told you that was a, for selfish reasons. I just want to mm-hmm. put that out there. Let's be but, truthful about all of it.
1: But also, it, it was to help me out as well.
2: Yeah, but definitely,
0: because I did tell you you want to live and you want to live past your sixty, so. Take care I of our bodies. So. Yeah, but sure. again, that's just like it's in the physical is so it is in the spirit, man. Like mm-hmm. just how we what you put into your body in the natural is what you're gonna get out of to get out of it mm-hmm. is the same thing in the spirit. Like in your in the natural nine times out of ten, you can't be an in shape good athlete and eat nothing but Taco Bell, McDonald's and junk food. There are some freak athletes that can do it. I'm not saying that that (laughs) there isn't an exception, but generally the rule is if you want to have energy, if you want to be active, physically active, and in shape, you have Mm -hmm. to put the correct fuel in your body for it. It's just like Mm -hmm. a car. When you get a Mercedes and you want to keep up with it, you don't put unleaded in because it was made for premium. Right. So it's the same thing with your body. You don't want to put unleaded or that e85 stuff when your body was made for premium and it's the same thing in the spirit when you have god inside of you your your spirit is made for premium but yet people are at the pump getting the cheap stuff the e85 and the unleaded and going well i like this and it's cheaper like no put the work in and take care of the your spirit man inside of you
1: Hmm, okay and then so so just moving on from this you said something about david bro
0: oh yeah david
1: yeah i appreciate you man yes so and this is like like another note um david following his darkest desires it was a distraction david If David did what he was supposed to do, which was going to war, but he decided to stay home. He saw something beautiful, something he wanted. And that led to his demise a little bit. It it led him to not only see with another man's wife, but then he ended up lying. He ended up killing if David was operating in purpose, and this is the point I'm trying to make, sometimes what you put into your spirit, it can distract you from purpose, distract you from what you were supposed to do. And that's something that sometimes as what we deal with. We think that sometimes if we chase what we want, that's how it's supposed to be. And I think that's the biggest thing about what you put in your spirit in. Just piggyback off of that scripture, Mike, that I love so much. When you say, how deep is that darkness? Because in your mind, you're thinking, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to sleep with other women because that's what my uncle told me. Oh, I'm supposed to just chill on the couch all day while my girl go pay the bills. Oh, I'm I'm supposed to do that. Because that's what people have been telling you. They've been feeding you lies. And now you think the lie is the truth. And now that when someone um, comes about real and trying to put the mirror to your face, you, you're saying that's the lie. And, and that was the biggest thing I want people to realize is like, when you follow your purpose, or no, when you lack following your purpose, you'll be distracted. And that's something that David did. He was distracted by something beautiful and it led to him doing things that wasn't complementing his integrity.
0: And it's crazy, like, and just sticking on the David thing for a second, because I think that's just such a great example and that's nothing but the Holy Spirit that brought that up, right? Mm-hmm. So we spoke on, like, when, we were talk, when I was say, talking earlier and saying, you know, it's not about the first look, it's about the second. Mm-hmm. David didn't sin because he looked out his balcony window and saw Bathsheba taking a bath.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: David sinned when he decided in his heart to tell his, one of his servants, hey, go get her. <laughs> and knowing when they, he asked, who is that? And they said, oh yeah, that's Uriah's wife. And he said, hey, go bring her up here
1: say okay i'll be boyfriend number
0: two you say hey go bring her up here that's when david made in his heart to feed into that and you see where all that led to oh no no go bring her up here we're just gonna talk bro you know dang well you didn't bring her up here to talk
1: you saw her naked you know what you was plotting in your heart
0: you know what your heart was plotting but you decided to feed it because you're like well maybe i'll just get in her presence and that'd be good enough it's never good enough when you start feeding that. When you start feeding into it, it's never going to be good enough. It's always going to ask for more and more. But the second part of this point is not just to watch what you put in through your eyes. is to watch what you put through your ears. Come so this is a big one for all of us, right? We love <laughs> our music. Come on now. We love our rap. We love our... We love... The, R and B, we love all of it, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody always talks about how music changes their mood,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right? But yet people, and some people go, "I can't listen to this because of X, Y, and Z." For example, not gonna lie to you, bro. I cannot. I could listen to one song of crunk music, but that era of music. I can't sit there and listen to half an hour because I'm going to start getting... I'm going to want to start throwing stuff and breaking stuff and wanting to fight. Mm -hmm. Not for because, oh, I want to be violent because, yo, I just... I'm getting hyped and I'm ready. It's like I'm getting ready to start a club fight.
1: If they play nuck if you buck. Oh, man. Bruh, if they throw throw on some little scrappy,
0: throw on some, uh, you know, (laughs) tear the club up, like like all of that kind of stuff. Like, yo, you want (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> the the music was made and it talks about mm-hmm. fighting and tearing the club up. It talks about fighting. Mm-hmm. You're putting that in your spirit. Now you're wondering why you can't, why you want to fight. It's just like that. So the same mm-hmm. thing is about everything. So when we listen to, and I hate to be the person that stereotypes this, but if we're being honest, this is what's mainstream. And what's true about a lot of rap is that, and the problem that parents have had for the longest with it is that, oh, it degrades women, it promotes, you know, a lifestyle of gangbanging and violence, it's, it's glorifying that, it glorifies, you know, drug use and alcohol and substance abuse and all that. And I mean, it's real true. We were talking about before we got on when I brought up the future thing and, you know, how people basically called him out on that and was like, man, you can't be taking all the stuff you take. You wouldn't be able to function. You wouldn't be able to get in the booth if you said you took, if you took all the drugs that you saying you take. But you're definitely comatose. A lot of these people are saying these things in the song. Some of them are living that life. The ones that are talking about gangbanging and shooting. And that's why you see a lot of them are, you know, are their lives are being taken. From the same by the same lyrics, they're rapping is the same way they're actually living. And so that's happening to them. Their lifestyle is catching up to them. But, you know, rest in peace to all of them are like that and i don't pray that i pray that people find you know find the light and find the truth before something like that happens and begin to have the chance to change their ways like cuz we see young people out here just dying and it's not man it's not cool it really no. isn't it, it is not cool that we see all these kids dying like bro these are kids these are 18 19 early 20s bro they just started sniffing life they just got out their mama's house like they, they They're going to make mistakes. Give them a chance to learn and grow, but their life being taken while they're making these mistakes. And it's like, man, well, that's how it is. But the problem we have is you got kids listening to this. And, and again, I wasn't trying to get on this tangent, but we here, you got kids listening to this and see that. And they want to live that same lifestyle because it's cool. It's in the music. That's how culture is. Or now let's switch it. Let's say R and B then. Because people don't like to talk about the rap, let's talk R and B. Rodney can attest to this. I love R and B. Right. I would all. I always play. I used to always play R and B. Right. And I loved the ballads. I loved the love songs. I loved all that stuff. The old school. Love listening to some, like some Silk, some Jodeci. We called him Jodeci for a joke.
1: Yeah, we did Jodeci. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I listened to R Kelly. Love the Kells. Like, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. All the stuff that was sensual. Talking about some sex and all this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then wonder why, when I walk around listening to that 15, you know, 14 hours a day. Why I felt so lustful all the time. Because I was sitting feeding my spirit nothing but sex Mm -hmm. through my ears. My ear gates were receiving nothing but sex all the time. So, now, what my heart desires... Sex all the time, mm-hmm. because that's what I'm putting in.
1: Right for sure, and for me, like as we're talking about to my feeding, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving for for example, I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use a dog for for example. So say if you have a dog, right, and you're so used to giving them kibbles and bits, let, let let's let's say the kibbles and bits that's like the the good stuff that dog is supposed to eat, right? But then at one point in time, you give him a steak. Or like real actual like food like human food he starts eating that and then once you give him the stuff that he's supposed to have like the dog food he doesn't take it no more now he he's used to feeding his appetite something that is used to so now the old does not work for it anymore and that's usually how it is like i'm using using music It's just like we are we, if we keep feeding it it's going to be normal for us and so that moment when we did have like i said like as a kid we didn't grow up thinking about sex like if we like two or three you're not thinking about that but then it's that exposure that we've had through music that's what kind of um impurified everything and like i said i can really attest like i remember i remember in eighth grade man i will never forget this man this is so funny now mind you guys i'm a late bloomer okay i lose my virginity until like 22 let, let, let's be honest mike knows so Anyways, yeah. I remember being in eighth grade. Like, this is like this is when, like, like how you say, like, that crunk music was, was popping. And I think this is when, like, Lil Wayne just put out, like, Pop. So you know how that song was, man. So oh, my God, Big me, Wayne
0: years were crazy.
1: And bro, wasn't it? Like, man, so I remember when that song just popped. And then, oh, my gosh, so this brought up another story. Okay. But um, it does relate to the Lollipop. So I remember being in eighth grade. Now, mind you, I'm a late bloomer, so everybody in my group talk about sex, right? So you know, like, yeah, I had Shaquita in, in my mama's basement last night. It was cool. Ga-da-da-da. I'm gonna go to um, to um, Falala's house the, um, next week. Man, wait, y'all talking and about this in eighth grade? I promise you. Oh, y'all was fast and nasty. Hand on the Bible, and then they said, Rodney, what you gonna do? like? They just say like, Rodney, like, who you got lined up? I said, man, I, I got I got nobody. And then he was like, wait, you never had sex before? I said, no. And then he says, wait, so you a virgin? I said, Yeah, he said. They said, Man, you need to get your wet, man. I'm like, and bro, this is like in eighth bro, grade. Bro, we in eighth
0: grade. Hold up. Who was you? Who were these people you were hanging around?
1: This is Cleveland Public Schools. Mind you guys, it's Cleveland, it's snow. The only thing you can do is st- stitch your willy, stick your wiggly in something, okay? That's See, the only y'all thing. Y'all was
0: can do. smashing at 14, thirteen and fourteen. Y'all I, are nasty. Bro, look,
1: Look, lady. Well, once once that voice dropped, something else dropped too. So all the men was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do what I want to do." But I remembered that, and for a moment, I kind of felt bad because I'm like, "Dang, well, how come I haven't had it yet? Is something wrong with me?" But then that just goes to show that's how I can tell I was just different from other people. Even before Christ, like I just knew I was just different. I can I can tell they were so submerged in the inappropriate stuff, in the music and what it talked about. It's like I can tell that consumed them so much where they thought just going to a girl's house and smashing that is normal. But little do that no, that's when the seed was planted. Imagine this is in eighth grade. So normally when things are planted in seed form, it's bound to grow. So if you are keep if you keep on watering that seed of lust, watering that seed of hunger, watering that seed being promiscuous it's going to grow and like i said i don't know what they are doing right now i do pray them hope for the best, but most likely they, they are in dysfunctional relationships or they can't control their sexual desire or they are just doing what they want to do because that's all they knew how to do since they was in eighth grade
0: well hold on rodney i don't want to put that generalization out on Eldon Pete kids man um because oh, nah. well, nah, like you people wanna, people can people do and people learn self-control after that but i would like to say that uh two things the first is my mom warned me about kids like y'all when i was growing up
1: first of all i didn't lose my till i was 23 so i'm the good apple out the bunch okay
0: go ahead but uh and, and secondly i can't put all that on music bro so the fact that they were in there having sexual relations at the age of 13 and 14 i can't mm-hmm. put that on music i gotta put that on the parents Mm-hmm. because something in that, the parents were allowing something to be said or shown to the kids. That's more than just music. Cause if you, if you introduce a child to music, talking about sex, they not even going to know what that is. They don't know what a vagina look like. They don't none of that. That comes. And this is we in you're talking about middle schools. This is before the age of like heavy internet porn where everything was super, exa- super accessible. So bro, that comes from what they are allowed to see on TV That comes from what Mm -hmm. they allow from what they see from people around them and what they're being brought up in. But it does, it's still the same thing of what's being put into their spirit, but that goes into actually the next point. Which is? Which is be careful of the people you hang around. Come on. So we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, like, you know, you know, you have to cut this person off because they just had negative energy and this and this, and you had to cut this person off because all they did was this and toxic and all that. But you got to understand, like it's, it's so much deeper than that. If you're trying to live for God, you can't surround yourself with people who don't want to live for God. And here's why mm-hmm. one, the things that they are going to want and desire Are going to be different than the things you want and desire and you might want to say and 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 listen i i love I, i love my friends that are not saved i do but i don't hang and talk to them daily and there's a reason because you may go into it without having the intentions of oh well i can i can i can influence them positively right but if they make a decision, they heart they don't want nothing to do with this and they want to live the way they want to live. What's going to happen is you're going to get neg- influenced negatively. Eventually, some stuff from them is going to rub off on you.
2: Ooh, you're
0: going to start exposing yourself because you want to be around them. You're going to start exposing yourself to things that you shouldn't be exposed to. So they're going to speak things that you don't need to be receiving in your spirit. But you're gonna get it because you want to be around them all the time. So it's important to be careful who's in your circle. I'm not saying you can't have unsafe friends. We all do. I have a mm-hmm. I have a few of them. But first off, most of them respect my walk, and so they they change. They even change the way they talk around me. They try not to curse and all this, which I think is very admirable. But mm-hmm. you can have, but you can have unsafe friends and be cool y'all can hang out and everything but you don't got to be around them all the time see when you surround yourself with stuff like that and surround yourself with people like that it rubs off and there's no other way to say it, it rubs off on you you're gonna receive some of the negative qualities they have i could give you an example right now right i had a friend from high school we was like best friends thickest thieves in high school right to the point where like He had a lot of problems he was going through. He was in high school trying to, you know, sex everything up. They had a, he had a, they had a, he was in a marching band and they had a, uh, they kind of had a rape culture going on there. The guys were being very forceful and like forcing girls into situations and whatever. But as regardless of the case, so he had those problems. He had the problems with drug abuse. He was always on weed, and then he got on pills. And when I was around him, the way I acted was different than when I was around people who were more positive, like Jorge. So I'm acting like South Side Atlanta guy and all this mess and whatever that I'm really not. And I'm acting very immature and whatever around him, even though like I'm not doing the things he's doing. But my behavior and the things I want to do are being impacted because the things that I will be willing to do that he does that are not of God, I'm now doing. And it got to the point that I remember when I was a senior, I had a sister in Christ who was serious in Christ at that time. Two of them, actually, we were in the same class. One of them approached me and said, Mike, after we graduate. You need to stop hanging around. Almost name dropped. You need to stop hanging around this friend. And then the other one chimed in and was like, Yeah, you really do. He's gonna you're not the same as him. He's gonna he's gonna bring you down. That's mm-hmm. not who you need to be hanging around. And I'm sitting here thinking, Man, y'all tripping, y'all tripping. A few years after high school, I'm still hanging around him and we hadn't seen each other in a while and I go to his house. I at this point have grown. I'm a different person. I get over to his house and everything. He's still the same dude. and He's bringing up all the same stuff. And I notice that when I start hanging around him and talking to him, I start reverting back to that person to fit in and mesh with him. And even with some of the stuff that I'm saying out of my mouth, that's wild. I'm sitting here saying it and going, why did I say that? I don't even think like this and i eventually after that time i realized yo i can't i got to cut this man off because it's not good for me to be around him it's not good for my spirit and it even goes past that there's some people at work i know you know at work friends and everything that are just work friends and they try to become closer and everything want to oh let's chill outside work and i got to go ah i'm busy i can't do it or whatever because i can identify within them that this isn't the person that I need to be hanging around. The, their ways, I don't need to pick them up. I don't, need to be, I don't need to let them be around me. And if you're a believer, you also believe that, and you read the word, you know that life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? So what's spoken over you has power. And you got to be careful the people you hang around because they can speak curses over your life. Even just in a joking way, they can speak death over certain things in your life that you need life in. They can speak life into things that you need to be dead. You could be chilling with somebody and they can sit there and just be calling you just be joking around and call you a name. And now they just call you that name all the time because it's funny because of an instance or something. But what's really happening while they calling you that name is spiritually right now. Your spirit is taking that in. So you got to be careful who you hang around for those reasons. You can't. Every everybody cannot be buddy buddy with you. Like people don't want to hear that, but it's true. Everybody can't be buddy buddy with you. And they even like it's so incredible in the Bible because it really talks about this too, like David as well. Because in the first book, the first scripture in Psalms, Psalms one says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he meditate day and night? He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither and what he, whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. The, therefore the ungodly will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It tells you in the first Psalm to separate yourself from the ungodly. The ungodly won't just stand in judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous right there. Sinners should not be in the con- sinners. Don't stand in the congregation of the righteous. You can't mix oil and water. You can't mix light and dark. But like you can have some friends that are like that, but you can't you can't mix in like that. Like it doesn't work because what happens is one is there. There are two opposing forces and one is going to slowly start to eat away at the other. And if they've already made in their heart the decision that they don't want God, they're gonna the darkness is gonna start eating into the light. And it's like the scripture we said we said earlier about you know what you allow to enter into yourself you know through your eye gates, and that if darkness is there instead of the light, how powerful is that darkness?
1: Definitely, for sure, for sure. Um, for me, like Mike, everything you said it was amazing. It was dope, and you definitely brought up some great points, it was definitely inspirational. And I really think that's something that a lot of men needed to digest, something to like really soak in for real. And for me, as you were speaking, I did have a few things on my mind. Um, One of the first thing is, um, well, you know me, one of my favorite speakers um, is Miles Monroe. And I heard him say this about, um, he was just like giving inspiration to men on leadership and everything. And he was talking about, about about eagles how you know um an eagle flies at a high altitude and of course you know we all know like birds like seagulls pigeons robins cardinals you know they're all birds they they can fly but an eagle flies at, at such a high altitude the only way how an eagle can see another bird at that altitude is another eagle and that's how it is with us like other people may be able to fly they may be able to talk we can all joke and laugh but the heights where God is taking me towards, I can't take you with me. And that's something in this season, Mike, and me, you had this conversation before where God has just been slowly drifting people apart from me and having me in a season of isolation. And, like, fellas, I'll be honest, it's going to get hard when God has called you for greatness and a Those destiny and purpose. Suck i'm telling you man guys <laughs> those if, if you, seasons if you, suck bro <laughs> this this, like bro i'm like what is there to do and it's like <laughs> but they so do like, they
0: do drive you closer to god though because like mm-hmm. once once the the purpose of that season is to get rid of any distractions and to mm-hmm. get you closer in your relationship with christ and once that happens mm-hmm. bro like mm-hmm. you realize because when i went through mine which was the whole texas thing when I came back, I was telling, I told David all the time, I was like, what do I need to hang out with people for? Like, for what? I don't need none of them. Now, I went a little too far with it, because now they're telling me I need, hey, you need to be around people. And I'm like, no, I don't. But, like, you sometimes, when you're separating, you're called higher. Like, you know what? Hold on. Finish what you were saying, bro, because I'm about to go off.
1: Yeah, because you definitely did have to cut me off. But, you know, like, yeah, you know. but it's it's, it's all good it's all love like that's what make this podcast great we just um, we're passionate but yeah um yeah like god is just taking people away from me don't get me wrong it's hard because like i said i'm i'm a people guy like i'm the entertainer of the group so like i love bringing people together we all joke and laugh and now when god has his hands on it and he's separating them and taking me deeper i'm starting to realize that um Like we have a calling, like I said, not everybody can go with you, and that's going to be the hardest thing. And um, and one thing I'm starting to see in this season is like now, like I mentioned before, it was hard; it was definitely hard. But now I'm in this season where like I'm so full of myself and God, where it's like I don't care if someone wants to walk away. Plus, um, one of my my favorite uh, preachers, Pastor Mike Todd, he um, was talking about relationship goals, and he said you can tell if a relationship is from God, if it's helping you. And that's something I wanna realize, um, guys, like your relationships, not just romantic, but your friendships, your coworkers, anybody who's in your life that God has ordained to be there, they will push you towards purpose. So, and I don't know why, I, I, I feel this so heavily right now, I don't, know, I don't know why, but it's important you have a spouse, someone who pushes you towards greatness. So if you have someone who's telling you you're not worth nothing, you can never do this. You can never do that. Why would you do that? They could be possibly poisoning what God is trying to do within your life because you're unequally yoked with the wrong person. They're literally speaking to you and you start to believe it. And then your actions complement on what that person is saying and you don't try to do nothing. So like definitely in this season, definitely take notes look around you and write down and say hey is this person helping me to what god is calling me to do because in this season of isolation i was able to see that i was able to see oh this person isn't for me this person isn't for me okay so i'm keep this person here because like i mentioned before an eagle can only see another eagle and right now like like DeMichael is my eagle like we mentioned this before like me and Mike talk literally every day and it doesn't get boring. But it's like not only do we have a great um, friendship, but it's a great brothership in Christ. Like it's he pushes me to towards greatness. He pushes me to become a better person. So he's not poisoning my purpose. He's helping me elevate towards purpose. He's helping me push past the guidelines that um, he's putting me I don't know why. Um, David keeps showing up in my, my mind, but John, Jonathan and David. Man, like, this should be called the David Podcast. Yeah, this might but even like, change
0: the names of the David
1: Podcast. The David Podcast. But yeah, but like Jonathan and David, they were so great together because they helped each other. And that's how, how it is. Like, visualize and see who's around. And don't get me wrong, you're going to have probably distance yourself from that friend you had since kindergarten. You probably got to distance yourself from that coworker who y'all had that share in common ground with you got to think is you missing out on purpose worth pleasing somebody who doesn't even want to please himself
0: I would have just asked the question is this person worth my soul and then the question the answer is never going to be yes at all but this one thing I want to add on to that right and this is why I had to stop because I was about to go somewhere else with this right you mentioned when you're called and one thing I found that even that when you're called to an elevated place within ministry, when God's called you higher, for example, God's like, yo, you're going to be a pastor, you're going to be a prophet, you're going to be an apostle, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You'll start to see a separation, not just from people in the world, you're going to see a separation from who you can even hang out with in the church. Mm. And a lot of folks don't really want to hear that because they're like, oh, well, it's a church. They go to church and everything. But, yo, everybody's not built on the same level. And we'll talk about that even when it talks about you know, like marriage and stuff like that. But everybody, everybody that is in the word isn't going to be in the same level. For example, I got a sister at my church. She always tries to question because I don't drink anymore. And she's like, well, God said you can drink, Mike. Pastor David knows the struggle. And he's always like, Mike, you know, just some people are going to be like that. But we know that we can't have nothing because he's the same way. And so I remember it was a time where we were at a birthday celebration for one of our keyboardists. And they had some Trinidadian drink. And as soon as I took a sip of it. I ended up spitting it out and I was like, yo, is this alcohol? Because I felt it just tasted like it was fermented. And were, mm-hmm. and then she came by and she was like, oh, it's just a little bit. And I was wow. like, here, y'all can take this. And David saw and he was like, yeah, no, get this out of here. We can't, like, Mike can't have that. And mm-hmm. she's like, Mike, it's just a little bit. It's fine. You can, as long as you control yourself. And it's like, you don't understand that where I've been calling called to, I can't. I literally had, and this is when I stopped drinking or stopped drinking a couple of years ago, officially, right? The Holy Spirit woke me out and woke me out of my sleep and just threw a scripture at me in Leviticus. And it was the scripture where De- Aaron's sons offered up a strange fire and God killed him. He consumed him with that fire. Right. But that wasn't the point that he wanted me to read. The Holy Spirit told me to, to look, turn the page and look further. And brought me to the part where he told Aaron, hey, your sons and priests from now on you guys shall adorn yourselves this way you guys shall live this way holy And one of the things he told him to do was you're not to take a drink anymore you can't have a drink you can't take strong drink or nothing And when I had that I was convicted because I used to I used to go, I don't have a problem I'm not getting drunk it's a sin to be drunk I'm not getting drunk I'm just drinking." But it was something where God called me and was like, no, 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 this is time to stop drinking. He had been talking to uh, through other people for the longest, telling me to stop drinking. But then I had a lot of people in my life telling me, it's fine. You can drink. You can drink. You just got to control yourself. You're fine. You don't have a problem. But they're going directly against God. And these are people in the church and they are going directly against what God has spoken and told me to do. So that's why I said sometimes you can't hang with everybody in the church because everybody in the church doesn't understand necessarily what god has called for you so you can be friends with people in church but everybody is not on and it sucks to say this but everybody ain't on the same level everybody ain't called to the same level spiritually like we're all called to the the same base level of keeping the commandments but with some people it's a little more strict and stringent some people yo you can't partake in certain activities you can't partake in certain things I know some people on the worship team that can still watch certain things on TV and listen to certain music and they can get up there and lead in the spirit and be fine. I can't do that. If I'm on the schedule for worship the whole week, the only thing I can listen to is the Bible in my headphones when I'm at work, prayer or worship and praise. I can't listen to anything else because it really takes me doing all that in my spirit. So that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes we got to understand, like everybody in the church ain't Everybody in the church is not going to understand the calling on you. And some people in the church and let's be real. Some people in the church are just playing church. They not real with it, especially like anybody in the South knows this church is part of culture. You were raised believing you have to go to church because that's just how it is. It's part of the culture down here in the Bible belt.
2: Yeah.
0: Churches are full. But they're full of people a lot of the times that really aren't living their lives the way they're supposed to be as God has called them to do. And I'm gonna just call it out right now. A lot yeah, of people live double like lives and they go to church. Like there's that there that there's that joke of, you know, they were in the club Saturday night and came straight to church Sunday morning. Like that's a real thing down here. It might be a real thing some other places, but I know for specifically in the Bible belt down here, oh, that is real. That is very real and happens a lot. Why? Because it's just part of culture going to church and saying you believe in God. How many people there's so many people down here that claim that they are Christian, but don't keep his commandments and don't walk as a Christian should a Christian ought to Mm -hmm. walk. They don't walk like the Christians are commanded to walk in the Bible. How Paul is in, in James and Peter are telling them, hey, this is how you're supposed to be behaving. They don't do that. They're just there playing church. They come in. They might pay their tithes. You know, they clap their hands and they sing during praise and worship. Some of them will start shouting. Uh But when they leave the church, that church hat comes off and the heathen hat goes back on. So that's why I say sometimes, man, you can't even hang out with some people in the church. And that just comes with discernment. And like a lot of times, man, we all know those people that are in the church and what they are doing. If you get to know the people, you know. Like, Like you you know who you shouldn't be. Yeah. You know who you probably shouldn't be, you know, hanging out with too heavy. Now, I'm not saying not be friends with them and everything, but listen, sometimes you got to make an executive decision of who am I going to let be in my inner circle Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: who's going to be at the arm's reach circle. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And you got to, man, you got to realize as men, as leaders, we got to step up in the church we have to we have to the ratio of women to men in the church is ridiculous now and and i think one of my favorite quotes i heard somebody say was like your future self is depending on you today so let's make this choice today to watch what we put inside us and let's make let's make spirit-filled choices let's make destiny choices how is this going to propel me how is this going to make me a great father how is this going to make me a great son how is this going to make me um a great deacon how is this going to make me a great coworker cuz at the end of the day all of us are chasing greatness and it it all depends on who you're who you're around what you put yourself what you put inside yourself cuz like how we mentioned before in the very beginning the very beginning of this podcast uh, this episode we said what you put in that's what you're going to going to put out and it's like it's it's essential to really be mindful. And I know what y'all thinking. you say, it's, it's, it's not going to take all that. Trust me. You don't want to be on your deathbed at 85 and saying, oh, I wish I would have done things differently.
0: Bruh, and, that's, and saying, that's the crazy thing. And I'm sorry to cut you off again. But the crazy thing is, you don't know if today is promised to you. Mm-hmm. So you can't go and say, oh, well, you know, I'll change things later. Bruh, later is now. God might These go times, and be like, you know what? Yeah, he ain't waking up tomorrow. I gave him... A, he had the chance. I'm not... He not he not waking up tomorrow. Tons of people in the world every day die, and they sleep peacefully. Just don't wake up.
1: Continue, bro. Nah, um, nah, for real. It's like, tomorrow's not promised. So, it's like, make that decision. And it's like, trust me. I'm just... And just for me speaking personally, like, I'm looking at people who... So I'm gonna say this. So don't make this sound bad, but it really is. But sometimes I do compare Mike to other people, just because Mike has a standard, and he has certain things he can and can't. He doesn't bend or break for. He's really ten feet down. Not mentioning he's a human. He's gonna make mistakes. So I'm not holding him accountable in that form. But compared to other people who I know who are quote unquote Christians. I've seen them say and do wild things. So if I'm trying to be great, if I'm trying to excel and be great in life in all realms, I have to be around people who's going to want to make me, who who brings the best out of me, not the worst out of me. And so, um, yeah, that's really just where I'm at. It's just I'm visualizing and I'm seeing how peaceful I am without having that people pour Toxic things inside of me. Like I remember one time I had a friend who said, "Like Rodney you're you're a people pleaser." And then I started believing I please people. Or, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give a great example. This is true to this day, Mikey. You you seen the the fruit of this? It was a girl who I liked, and oh, she's never heard me sing before. Oh Lord. And and guys, you you, you got, like I mentioned, who you're around, they can poison what you're trying to do. Now mind you, like Mike has heard me sing before. He knows my passion for music. He knows how, I'm not gonna say great, but he knows how well I am in music. So it was a moment when I was doing something in front of her, and then I, I sang out of something. And guys, she tore me up like Wonder Bread on a machete. Like she said I couldn't sing. She said I should just give up. That's not your gift, that's not your calling. You gotta whoop woo-doo whoop. I did not sing for years, didn't write for years. I didn't do, only thing I did musically was just dance. And that was it, cause I'm a great dancer, but I did not sing and singing was something that I was passionate about. Like I love music. How we mentioned before, music is everything. And I let what she said get into me and, and it derailed my whole process of years. Even to, to this day, I still get insecure about singing in front of people because of the seed that she planted years ago that still haunts me to to this day and there there are moments when mike really has to remind me saying like no like bro you you sound good like you're you're not bad like you are a good singer even when he says that it's but like like i said how we meant that's what's been put into your spirit so how d- how dark that darkness is that's how it feels to me and like i said be mindful on what god says about you versus what man says about you because at the end of the day god's going to triumph everything that he he says about you
0: and i'm glad you said that rodney and brought that up because that's something we didn't touch on that we should have which is listen you can like i said you don't you shouldn't hang around people like that that are necessarily going to speak things negatively over you and speak that into your spirit but sometimes people are going to say that even when you're passing and going. Sometimes people are going to say that even though, you know, there are people that you hang around because they're okay to hang around, right? Like, everybody's not always going to say the best thing. And I've even done this with Rodney, and I had to correct myself with the, some of the stuff I say. Um, but one thing you have to remember, and this is what apostles tell us all the time, is you don't have to receive a word spoken over you. mm So, in that moment, and I know this was a while ago, Rodney, so this is where you were still early in your walk. What should have happened when she said all that to you was you should have told her, I don't receive that. You gotta, with your words, you have to verbally say that because the words, like we said, your words have power. Mm -hmm. And when you verbally say, I I don't receive that and then in your heart you say I don't receive that word you don't allow that attack to come and create that seed in you Mm -hmm. because now anytime you sing like you said you're going to have those little doubts and whatever and that seed's going to grow because now all that stuff has been festering up inside you and it affects you that way like whenever someone speaks a negative word over you man you do not have to receive that if it is not from God you do not have to receive that like it's it's crazy, like we what we allow people to speak over our lives, mm-hmm. and that's why I said, yeah, you can't just be like that because also like, let's be honest, and the other reason you're not supposed to, you shouldn't hang around certain people is even if they don't even you could say it, I don't receive it as many times as you want, but if they start speaking it into existence because you, let's say you're not around. And now you're the topic of conversation constantly. And now you got a group of people speaking things and curses into existence over you. And now you wondering why certain things in your life are going a certain way. It's because this group of friends, quote unquote, are over here speaking nothing but curses behind your back. So how do we fix this, Rodney? How do we how do we how do we go about keeping ourselves pure or or? for lack of better word or how do we go about putting the right things into our system the right things into our spirit
1: okay so the first thing you really want to do is to read the bible and get it anchored in your heart and meditate on what god is saying because the bible holds truth the world produces lies so the better the best way to, to counteract the lies that has been feeding to your spirit, whether through was people, culture, music, your teacher, mom, dad, whoever, baby mama, whatever. If you take time to read your Bible and see what God says about you in that, that is one of the one of the best ways to feed feed your spirit in a purified, godly way
0: that's very true man like it tells you in Joshua 1 and 8 like where God told Joshua to meditate on his word night and day he said my law the book of the law should not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate it on it night and day so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success you have to man like And Proverbs 3, it speaks about writing the word on the tablet in your heart. In one of the Psalms, David says, your word I've hidden in my heart, so I might not sin against you. Like, it's so important to learn and meditate on the word and carry it on the inside of you, because the word is literally your weapon to combat against all this, because your ignorance of the word will allow certain things to happen and will allow certain things to enter your spirit, but... If you have the word in your heart, you're going to know that, oh, this right here. Yeah, I can't let this get in because it's going to convict you. Mm-hmm. The word is like a mirror. It's going to it's a reflecting mirror. You're going to look at when you read the word. It's like looking at a reflection of yourself and seeing the things that shouldn't be there. So carrying the word in your heart is is the best way of. Put it, feeding the right thing into your spirit. And another thing I would say is, man, listen, I'm not saying y'all can't listen to other types of music. All right. Everybody ain't like me. I personally, like I said, during worship weeks that I have to lead, I can't. And generally, I don't listen to anything but Christian music at this point, because it's what I want. It's the only thing I really want fed into my soul. Every once in a while, listen to something else. I love my country. I typically don't listen to R&B, really. And I don't listen to rap anymore, even though I used to really love being into that. But oh and I still listen to rock. Love my rock. But anyway, the point being is you can listen to other music, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I would again, I would argue be careful of what songs you're listening to specifically. But there's nothing wrong with listening to other genres of music. No one's saying you have to listen to only Christian and gospel. Like there's nothing wrong with listening to that stuff. But I would challenge everybody especially you young men, to start listening to worship or praise music. On your way to work, put praise music on, make a playlist or get on or get on a preset playlist of just praise music, uplifting praise music on your work to, on your way to work in the morning, and watch how it changes your day. Just watch how your morning starts off differently than it usually does. Watch how more joyful you are. Watch how more. Uh, uh, happy and more embracing the people you are when you've li- fed that into your spirit and lifted it up in the morning or you know throughout the day maybe a couple times maybe you need to put on worship when you're in the house put on worship music and get into the presence of God like it's gonna change a lot again I'm not saying that's all you can listen to and it's what you have to listen to 14 hours a day or whatever I personally do that's just me but start switching it up and putting more of that into your spirit and you're going to start seeing changes immediately and i do mean immediately because you can't you can't sit there and get into listening and giving god praise and then immediately as soon as it turns off walk in there and just start acting like a bat out of hell it don't work that way (laughs) because that's because what's in your spirit right now is what's going to come out of you And if what Mm -hmm. you're putting in your spirit is is all that praise and adoration for God, that's what's going to come out of you in the morning. Like, that's what's going to come out of you right afterwards, what you just put in. So you put all that praise in what's going to come out of you is what God has commanded. So you're going to be more kind. You're going to be more friendly to people. It's just what's going to be. You're going to be happier. Mm -hmm. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You're going to be happier.
1: Y'all coming through deep waters. Hey. And, um, I'm trying to think what else about that? I
0: need to really start and, finishing these scriptures when I quote them like that.
1: Is it like, is, but it's crazy how the Holy Spirit just plants that within us and we can just take it out. That I think that's so dope and it's so amazing. Because honestly, through like humanly, we'd be like, I don't know how I remember that. But then the Holy Spirit is an advocate. He just come in like, hey, so say this. Boop. And it just comes out. Um, for me, um, Like a few things um, comes into my mind. I kind of want to. I do want to say this one thing, kind of at the end, as we give the um, you know the practical steps in order to um, feed us um, positive, feed us spiritually in a good way. But definitely, one of the things I do want to say is um, I'm
0: pretty sure that's what we just did.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. Bet. So none of these steps won't work without consistency just like the same way how we've been feeding the the bad things within us for a while that took in a a strange way that took consistency to to do because we are constantly doing that same thing over and over again so now we are we have to do this with the um steps that me and mike are giving you now reading your bible is going to take consistency praying to god is going to take consistency Keeping people away—that's going to be consistency, but it's all going to benefit because you—you know, you know how they say it takes 21 days to make it a habit, but 90 days to make it a lifestyle. And not trying to say I'm putting a time—not saying I'm putting a duration of how long it's going to take for you to be completely healed, but just saying how just the duration of your um, the attention—that's what it is—the attention of it, how you're making time for God, reading your Bible, and being vigilant and aware that you are closing your eye gates and your ear gates so you can hone in and really be in tune with what the holy spirit is trying to tell you and what he's trying to bring you out to so if you don't apply consistency and discipline none of these things that me and mike and say are going to work you know, the bible says faith without work is dead you can have all the faith that you want to you can believe god is going to do it you can believe the holy spirit will come through but if you don't put in the work and the action to do a b c and d You're not going to receive a harvest. You're not going to receive healing. You're not going to become a better person. You need that consistency.
0: This is very true. It's it's definitely a consistency thing of putting, doing what's best for your soul and what's best for your spirit. You have to consistently be thinking about that. That's like listening. Let's say listening to praise music, but then spending, I don't know, 12 hours a week watching, you know, sex scenes on TV. The praise music's not about this. it don't work that way. Like, the praise music's gonna override that. That is drowned out. It is completely drowned out. Because light and dark can't exist in the same place. Mm-hmm. And you're putting, your pri- you're clearly prioritizing the darkness over it. So, no, you've got to You've got to consistently and it's, it's a lifestyle thing of, hey, I got to be conscious of what I allow to go in. I got to be conscious of the negative and the things that are harmful to my spirit that I allow to come in. I got to be conscious of the things that might not be harmful, but they don't do me any good. Let's minimalize those and let's eliminate the bad things coming in and let's maximize how much of the good that can come in how much word that I can read or listen to. And listen, y'all, here's the thing. Y'all ain't got to read the word in the Bible. You can listen to it while you're at work. Now, if you have a job where you can listen, have headphones in your ear, do it. I literally went through the entire Bible in a couple months because while well, I'm at work, I'm working 12-hour shifts. During that whole time, I'm just listening to books in the Bible. And it's not like, oh, you don't receive. Like, you, you, you can sit there and pay attention, receive, and do your work depending on the kind of job you have. Like, I would call Rodney and be like, yo, Rodney, Yo, did you know this, this, and this, and this? Like, I know. dang! I didn't know that. Like, yo, this is wild. I didn't know they was wilding like this. Like in the Old Testament, some of the fu- there are some funny things that happened back then. There's some sick things that happened, and there's some things where you just like shake your head at. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that God had, and y'all don't get mad at me for saying this. I didn't know God had a petty side. Now I knew He was jealous. I didn't know he had a petty side and it's not in a negative way. But when I was reading in the book of Ezekiel and he was talking to tell Ezekiel to go speak to the king of Tyre and was like, Hey, I'm sorry, reading, listening. And he was like, tell the king of Tyre. Oh, because you put all these gold and riches and all this above me. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to send King Nebuchadnezzar down. Yeah. My servant Nebuchadnezzar, he's going to destroy everything. He's going to kill you. He was like, you're going to try to escape, but he's going to kill you and he said to tell him at that time all these things that you exalted and I'm paraphrasing right now guys but he mocked the king of Tyre at that point and was like oh all this right here is going to help you oh yeah pray to this all this yeah cuz that's your god mm-hmm. or like when Jeremiah was mocking the the uh the false the prophets that went and started serving Baal when they were cutting themselves in the altar, he was like, oh, you, you, your God is just sleeping. Cry louder. You got to wake him up. Like, I didn't realize how many, how much stuff was kind of petty in there. And it's funny. It is funny, though. But like, I say all that to say, like, you can listen to the word. And you don't, you can, you get the, just about everybody has the Bible up in their phone at this point. You can hit play and listen to it. If you don't want to listen to King James, don't. I listen to it in the English Standard Version. I like it better because it's literally the, basically King James except it uses modern day language. It makes it easier to understand especially when you're not reading it. When you're when you're listening to King James, things can get confusing sometimes. English Standard Version just helps me out better. Find a version that works better for you. A lot of people I know like Amplified and the HCSB and all that. But I would just challenge you if you can, listen to it. You know, if you don't want to listen to praise, listen to that on your way to work. Put the word in your spirit, man. And like it says, you're supposed to meditate on it day and night. And I don't think a lot of people understand, like, what meditating on it really means. Like, uh-huh. it's not just, oh, well, I'm going to read this and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to think about it for the next five minutes. Like, no, nah, man, like, you're supposed to be letting that marinate in your spirit all day and all night. You're supposed to be constantly thinking of the word and constantly thinking about his commandments, about what his word says. Mm -hmm. Meditating also speaks about like your action. Like you're supposed to be trying to live it day and night. That's part of meditating on it. Mm -hmm. But that's for another time, y'all, because we just talking about what (laughs) you're putting in right now, not how you're receiving and all that.
1: This was a great episode. I gonna fake it. This was a great... It's not a first episode, but, you know, past the origin story. But I, I think this was a great topic, man, to be honest.
0: And for people, we're going to give you all a peek behind the scenes. Um, oh, there's a lot of popping. I got to back up. So, we, we were going to do another podcast that you guys are going to hear next week as this podcast. But when we were gearing up to do it, the Holy Spirit just started <laughs> speaking through Rodney. He started talking about, yeah, watching what you put in your spirit... And we started talking about it. And I was like, Rodney, you want to just do this now? And he was like, you want to? And I was like, we don't have this on the rundown, <laughs> I don't think. So and as one of the episodes, so I was like, yo, let's just write it out right now and do it. So I think we mm-hmm. might have spent like 20 minutes prepping for the episode. And then we was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's start recording, bro. Yeah,
1: because it was, it was a great topic. It was something that, like I say, is the Holy Spirit put into us. And we was, like, backed up just um, topics and opinions and just, like, what is needed, the things we see in people. And I think we – it was amazing. Like, I loved it. Like, I was literally excited for this one, for real. Even right now speaking about it, that this whole process, it was dope. It was amazing. I'm glad we did a last-minute um, call on the play while the players were on the field.
0: Yeah, man, we just started yelling Omaha. and Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> and instead of just changing the play, we created a new play on the field.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah before the before the time the play clock you know <laughs> the time ran out we ain't getting no delay again. Um but this was a great episode and we thank everybody for tuning in and listening and hope that you come for next weeks you can share the podcast guys um, yes. share the podcast we're on all the we should be on all the major net uh, podcast networks uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify uh, follow us on social media we have we got
1: Facebook, we got Instagram, we got TikTok, and we got YouTube as well. Follow us on all platforms, like, comment, share, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.
0: We got TikTok now? Do you add the TikTok?
1: Yes, I added TikTok, yes. Because for the visual part, we got to make sure we got to add that in there. We got to do all, plat- well, I say all platforms, but definitely where our audience may be in. The Bible says, the Bible's, I'll teach you how to be fishers of men. We got to go out there with some fish.
0: Bro, does that mean I need to start recording myself on video? Because I got a camera.
1: That would be nice. That would, you know, Dang. I would love that. Definitely send that to me. I could definitely splice that together. Boom, shakalaka. All right, whatever. Cool. Yes, I, I would, I would that. love that.
0: Um, yeah. So, we'd love to have you guys back. Uh, if anybody, at this point, you know, we do the invitation to Christ. So if anyone doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior and you would like to accept him in your heart, uh, it's just really easy we call it the ABCs of confessing. So just repeat after me, you know, you know, Lord, I'm sorry for living my life absent of you. And right now I accept you into my heart, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I confess that you are the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings. And it's really just that simple, guys. Um, just admitting that, you know, what you've been doing was wrong before God and that you lived your life without him. Confessing that, you know, he died on the cross and accepting it and believe, accepting him into your heart is really that easy. And if you did that, you know, we'd like you to go ahead and join you a Bible based church. Search that teaches out of the word, not a cookbook, not about what they feel, <laughs> not their feelings. And if you're in the area, the Atlanta area, stop to Christ United. That'd be great. Um, so
1: if you are in the Cleveland area, please visit Lee Memorial A.M.E. Church.
0: Gang, gang. And um, we hope to see you guys again and hear from you. Uh, and again, you know, tune into the next episode where. We should be talking about accountability, but you know, if this happens again, we won't be.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Holy Spirit does not make mistakes.
0: All right, guys. So until next time, peace and what peace, chicken grease, wait, hair he's about grease.
1: Tomorrow. Oh, it's my, what David be saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, wait, I'm going to say how, how love David peace say, and he, hair he, grease. Yeah. He'd be, yeah, he be like, I'm, right, I, right, y'all love peace and hair grease
0: and food stamps cards. Y'all, it's an inside joke. David, my pastor is very funny. Yeah. But we'll see you guys next week.
1: All right, man. Be blessed. I love y'all.